I don't know if you did see yesterday was uh, the passing of Louis Simmons. I did see that. Yeah. So I that's, did. Uh, that's definitely going to be somebody that like shakes the entire industry. I can't think of too many other people that probably have as big of an influence on like just, I mean, a massive, massive amount of people. And I mean, literally all so much of strength conditioning in every high school collegiate professional setting, every garage gym, every CrossFit, um, West Side, the conjugate method and, and what Louis Simmons uh, put together and, and created his brand and his his thing. Um, I mean, dude, uh, had probably the greatest, the biggest impact on me. It's, it's one, something I've studied um, the most as I was lucky to kind of be one of the first guys in Oklahoma to, to jump in his certification process back in the day to be a a West side special, special strengths coach. And, um, I just thought like every, every time I like got into, to his work, I think I was like blown away a little bit more. And when I started training West side, we were getting into powerlifting and, um, was in my late twenties and we were stupid, man. We were just doing it like the majority of people train, conjugate method in West Side, and I think they they over-abuse maximal effort days, and they over-abuse dynamic effort days, and not quite understanding what compensatory acceleration training like really is, and the scientific process behind it. Max effort's an easy day to just get psyched up and go in there, and that's why the hell they overdo that, pretty much. And then the dynamic effort day usually got bastardized, because it's just there's so much lack of experience and strength and all these things to feel that like when we were doing dynamic effort days, man, we were chains and bands to the max, not just using them like appropriately, but like just not following percentages correctly. And I think that's a funny thing because in so many programs, that's where where everybody fails. And um, not to get off topic, but on the same thing here, like, so it made five three one and what Jim Windler pioneered. And there's a guy who literally was a West Side powerlifter. So Louis impacted Windler's five three one tremendously. But in five three one, Windler wanted you to take ninety use ninety percent of your max as your your training max. And um I always I always find the majority of people never really want to, you know, have submaximal loads and it's like, well, they it's, just, it's they not just, really my max. Right. They just try to overreach. So the, yeah. when you're on the West side stuff, everybody's max was like probably 40 or 50 pounds less because there was a, uh, there was a technical max, the technical daily max, which is what Louie would have really advocated. And what he did preach with, we would reach these real maxes where it's like, uh, you know, the gut wrenching, your form's breaking down, but you don't care. You get that shit up and it makes you feel better about yourself. But, uh, yeah, I mean that program, every time I started diving back into it more, I started with more and more experience. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is what he was meaning. And it was, it was always so simple. I've never been influenced by somebody who was just like, shut up and work, man. Like, 
figure your weaknesses out and hammer the shit out of them. And Louis strived at building a general physical preparedness, building GPP, building that base. He was the one that, that really pioneered um, the powerlifters and lifters alone cannot be sloppy and lazy. Like we need to be fit and we need to come in here and have these sessions dense and a large capacity of, of training in these small windows so that we can come do it again and we can recover from it. And we have a level of conditioning that also, you know, helps our heart and all sorts of stuff. And it's kind of ironic that I did say heart there. Cause I mean, there's a hell of a lot of drug use too, man, you know, but Louie never shined away from that stuff. Mm-hmm. He, uh, was always blatantly honest with everything and hell he's trying to break world these guys are trying to break world records that's that's the kind of shit that happens you want somebody to be honest about that so but man if you'd seen like like the way louis influenced me personally in so many different ways is is the same aspect i know you've you've seen in my process it's like louis never quit you read stories about those guys and it's like they're tear bicep they're in their Benching, doing something, figuring out how to work around said problem and never quit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this guy was still deadlifting and every day in the gym all the way, pretty much, I don't know what happened the last week of his life, but I would guarantee that he was in there doing physical exertion up until 74. And um, that, man, we, we I hammer this home all the time. That's the name of the game. It's get in the gym and make your minutes count. You can always be moving around. You can always be, you know, trying to get the session done with a little bit more intention and a little bit more focus on on small 1% gains every time you touch an exercise. And that's just respecting stuff. That's respecting the, uh, the training. That's respecting the exercise and really viewing something as like, okay, when I, when I get back on this, the next time I do this, I'm going to treat it the same way. I'm going to improve this way. And I believe, like, if you really think about a lot of that stuff, therein lies the mistake that a lot of people still make today with, um, you know, not getting the results they want, not being in the shape that they want. And it's just like, man, you got to get in there and you got to fucking earn it. And on the flip side of that, if you're going to be the baddest motherfucker in there and you're going to create world champions like Louie, then skill and technicality, they go hand in hand with this work ethic can't just in a that's where we when we were younger where a lot of people fail is they hammer at home but these guys were technicians and uh it's just crazy man because i've grown up in my own little little gyms and i'm I'm only 38 like he's 74 he's been doing that stuff and i i don't know if you've read much about him and and heard stories but like dude would answer the answer the phone like would answer the phone at west side himself Mm-hmm. You could literally get in like Powerlifting USA or some of those old school magazines where he had ads and you could call and he would answer the phone and you could talk to Louis Simmons and bro, he wouldn't sit on the phone and talk to anybody and he would give you any information you wanted. He just wanted to educate. He wanted and share. to talk and share and he was, I, I've, you know, I've gotten to talk to him a couple times and um, a weird, funny story was like it was. I was in basically the, the peak of of my time so far on this journey. Maybe I get back and <laughs> surpass that one day. Who knows? But just the peak of all like the pinnacle of fitness that I had achieved and all this work and you know I was like 195 pounds 
All my powerlifting strength was still there, but it was refined with better technique and stuff. And um, like 8% body fat. I've just never been in better condition. Um, all of my cardiovascular numbers were insane. I was, I was meeting all those like Jim Jones stuff we were doing back in the day. So you know, I had sub, sub 2K, sub 7-minute 2K row, sub 132, 500-meter you know, row, different Airdyne metrics, and had all this stuff. And I wanted, I was also still literally swinging the shit out of the kettlebell all the time in, in massive high volumes. And I, I, I wanted to do a natural bodybuilding like physique show. And I was gonna, uh, I was gonna jump in this thing because we were trying to. Me and a buddy thought it'd be funny because we kind of had an argument with this with this guy, and I I was gonna prove a point that you could be able to train the style of you know training like that that we do and the things and still build a very good dense physique that I already had the muscle and stuff underneath, and so I was like I could do this like I'm gonna prove a point here, and I started laying out this program, and like. I, this is something that uh, I had to learn from, of course, but when I laid out that program at that time, my mindset was still on, there was a lot of shit that still had to be in this program, you know, it was a decent program, it was, a, it, it didn't get constructed too much, it did get tweaked around, I did send it to two people, and uh, I sent it to Mark, Mark Rifkin, Master Mark Rifkin, um, and I sent it to Louis Simmons, and that's part of the story that's coming up, but so the funny part is Rifkin definitely at this time picked it apart more than anybody. He's, he's looking at it from a different lens, and I, I loved it and appreciated it, and he made it way better. But I called Louie, and Louie doesn't like know who I am like by name or anything. He's not like, oh, I remember talking to you when you were a young kid and you bought all this equipment and all this stuff. But the several times I called him, I, I did actually talk to him about this. And... Uh, I remember laying it all out and I'd sent it to him and he pulled it up and he was like looking it over and he's like, you really fucking do all this shit? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he was like, that's pretty fucking impressive, man. <laughs> and then he just started rambling. Like he was like, is this real? And I'm like, I can like, yes, it's real. And it's like, fuck yeah. Like, and he just started going, man. And he just started talking, well, what about this, this, you know? And I had questions and it was just a great, great conversation. It's just, it is Louis Simmons in a nutshell, just somebody who wants to share and uh, has put day after day and year after year in the trenches of just experience with all walks of life, male, female, big, small, old, young. And um, then he's think of how many people he's educated who have brought things back to him to to further the education of everybody it's just amazing so man it's a it's a somber moment in the fitness industry and um you know i hope everybody's doing good that was because i know man there's a lot of people that are that are really torn down by that loss like that's a that's a pretty big death right there yeah i i have obviously nowhere near the the history that you do um certainly i'm familiar with them there's a it's a pretty good uh, documentary on Netflix. West Side versus the World. <clears throat> West Side versus the World. And, and for people that are interested, I mean, it was a good documentary. It's really interesting to watch and just see how they, like you really get that inside look at Louis Simmons later in life. I mean, because yeah. this was just done just within the last few years, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it's just really interesting. I mean, it gives you a different perspective of that that hardcore 
intense dedication to perfecting that art mm-hmm. of, of, yeah, of getting strong as strong as humanly possible. And as like, dirty and grimy as it is, yeah, you, you don't see the scientist behind him because right. in order he's, he's a magician beyond just programming. It's like, I have the science, but I need the right mental messed up people who I can challenge and get in this atmosphere to where they take it ten to infinity. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's incredible. Yeah. Like these people that by all accounts have a screw or two loose because you got to be a little crazy. You got to be crazy. Like in anything, right. To be at the very, very best of something, to stretch the human body or the mind to its limits and then beyond, you got to be a little, little nuts, right? right? Like I don't have that in me. Uh, but to have that in the experimentation and just the progress is created. And the, and the cool thing is that they didn't hide it, right? They have this information oh, yeah. about, you know, some of the most state of the art ways to, to get stronger and get better and improve and they were like, he was very free with that information. He was. And I think that's where people, the really, the biggest area where people fail is he, he is really, if you look and you can look at all the writings, cause it's all there. It's kind of the same regurgitated information over and over and over and over and over. And he's just provided the template. And what you don't see is the magic that coaches possess smart, intelligent coaches know how to take that template and then they know how to take an individual and then they know how to create out of that. And that's, that's the, that's what he was incredible out of developing special exercises, developing pieces of equipment over time to start, you know, thinking of different, just ways to build up weakness. And it's just like, okay, and I'll break my back. You're going to tell me I'm not going to have good flexion or extension again. And you're going to tell me I'm not going to be able to do this. Well, fuck you. I'm going to show you that, you know, you have one lens of education here and you're, and I'm going to show you, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to figure stuff out. I'm going to think deeper than you. I'm going to work harder than you. And a guy like that was literally always said he's going to, he's going to die in the gym. And that, and that's how you think the type of people who were in there, MMA fighters, you know, one of his, his, one of the biggest relationships I know is as an active MMA fighter that he had the chance to work with. Well, a couple of guys, man. I know Kevin Randleman way back in the day. It was when I first really like started studying a lot of his stuff for combat stuff. And he had Kevin Randleman's big ass. Just imagine that, dude. But uh, Matt Brown, Matt Brown is a and savage. You start looking at like, okay, MMA fighters have come through there. More Thai people, only savages. Like, you don't make it. You don't walk in that door and you don't last. Because although he's a great person, He'll throw a 45-pound plate at your head until he get the fuck out of this gym. You know what I mean? It's just crazy, dude. But those people, you got to have those type of people that push the boundaries on all areas. And um, if it wasn't for the people that push the boundaries too far, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know where to stop. We wouldn't have the real information to, you know, to know about what we, we know today and what we try to preach is to have this mentality and have this work ethic and have this drive and hunger. But... What's your why? If it's to be the best powerlifter, hey, then we've, we're laying out a lot of shit that's, that's kind of on the table. But if it's to be the best version of yourself and be in the best shape, then you have to have the same mentality. But it, you just got to draw the line and it's got to be totally, you know, health oriented. Right. Well, and in their world, thinking in terms of that long game, right? I mean, it is. It's over months and years, not weeks, not even months, really, in many cases. I mean, it's development refinement perfection over years mm-hmm. and 
like anything, we always want to have that, that quick fix for something, you know, and it's, it doesn't exist in just about anything. Uh, you, like you said, you'd, you'd mentioned like his back, right? Like he just absolutely tore up his back in that documentary he talks about it. And isn't that shortly after that, he essentially invented the reverse hyper machine as a way to rehab his back because even though nobody was telling him there's, there's no way to do it. And he said, I'm going to find a way. And he did it. And he invented the, the equipment yeah. to do it. Yeah. Uh, which I think is just fascinating. He's patented several pieces of equipment and just, I mean, it, it, very intelligent, very intelligent and stubborn, you know? I mean, he definitely made a lot of mistakes, but like I just said, man, we need, we needed that. Like yeah. we needed him to make those mistakes to save many other people and provide, you know, to so many people. But yeah, hell of a character, dude, hell of a character. And, um, you know, I, I always rant about this on here every week, it seems, but it's guys like Louie, man, that you got to go respect and look back at. Cause if you, if you're sitting there going crazy of everything you see on Instagram right now, it all came through those walls, man. It all at one point came through those walls. You're going to find articles from the late 80s of that guy talking about sled dragging. And now I've literally seen in the past week several other blue, blue checkmark people that I really do like uh, jumping. They're doing sponsored ads with knees over toes guy. And they're changing the world with sled drags. And it's like, I love that this is getting out there and it is changing for the good um predominantly i don't mean it in a negative sense like that but man there's where this stuff come from it's been deep dude this is dragging chains and, and dragging sleds and carrying things and, and taking care of our knees and stuff it's been around so we need to uh really pay respect to the guys that didn't have this social media to just blast them into mars right away you know yeah the ones that sat in the lab yeah that was funny because we had seen something on, you showed me something on social media that sort of had this. See that article? Yeah, it, it sort of had this context, this video that they didn't say, like, I discovered or invented pulling a sled or whatever, but it kind of alluded to it, you know? Kind of gave this impression of, like, oh, look at this magic thing that I've discovered in a way. Again, they didn't exactly say that, but that was certainly the impression. And you were like, you sent, I think I sent that to you, and yeah. then you sent, because, you know, we drag sleds and stuff all the time. And then you sent me that article from Louis Simmons from like 1998 where he's talking about, oh, yeah, you know, dragon sleds. And we do that all the time here. Uh, and that he got it from guys before yeah. him and, and all the ways I mean, they use it. And it's like, oh, yeah, nothing is new. And I told you like <laughs> recently, a couple, a couple of weeks ago when I was listening to uh, Knees Over Toes guy on, uh, on Mark Bell's podcast. Mm -hmm. It was a great podcast. It was awesome stuff. But I was in their passion, in their passion and in their talk. And it's like. You know, I told you that they were talking about how, like, this stuff is, you know, not in text, 15 years away from textbook. And it's like, okay, well, you talked about backwards sled drags. And then they were talking about counterbalance squats. And I was just like, are we fucking serious? Like, to say that this stuff is not out there, it's in every single book pretty much that I own on my, over, right over here. So I did. I went and looked in books and I was just like, Okay, strong first material, uh, early RKC material, counterbalance squats, uh, okay. Um, in all these books, it's like those are obvious things that have been there forever. And sled drags, man, sled drags have obviously been a pivotal part of strength conditioning since the, 
the first time they started thinking of like, let's do things with external resistance, they started dragging shit, you know, and carrying stuff. Like that's always been there. And they got it from the the origins of agriculture where people had to go out and literally push. Yeah. You know, push things through the ground. And again, (laughs) I don't want to sound like a hater with this, but I, because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for it all. And I really like those people too. I just am not for the, the way we're just making content and reorganizing words and things to kind of to just to get more likes and, and further something. I believe that everybody's entitled to get as far as they want on social media, but we all start with this level of authenticity. And when that authenticity starts to be stripped away, like that you're just, you, you reach a line and it's fine. You have everybody's a, it's a free choice to do that. But what I advise for people to do is to really like look through and try to find the authenticity that's still left in there and just pick apart. Just don't be, don't be a dupe to this stuff, man. I mean, I can't say that they, what all the advice that they gave in that podcast was 100% spot on. Mm -hmm. And I would urge everybody to listen to it and employ it. But you know, from, from being in the industry and watching how people have risen and watching how people are, are sharing things. It's just a, it's just a thing that kind of pokes at me. And I'm, I guess I'm still trying to find my, you know, my place of under like what to do with it. Yeah. How to process it yeah. and all that. But, but there's definitely, I think, you know, the lesson there is don't forget to look at if, if people are saying something and it's consistent with something that like Louis Simmons talks about, well, then there's probably some good credibility to that. Like, Double check your mm-hmm. sources. See who else yeah, has talked look, about look those down things. The, look in the lineage of if things. you if you can't find anybody else that's talking about that particular thing, then well, maybe that's something a little made up. Maybe it's great, but uh, you know, there's also something to be said for, and this is particular for guys like me, right? Like I'm the guy who just wants to come in and get better. Um, you know, you may try new things because you're the one who's teaching others. You're trying to discover different things and work and try new things, but like. For a lot of us, it's it's those of us that are just your everyday people, like find the tried and true and put those to work because you know they're going to work. They know, you know, they're going to be beneficial. And, yeah. and so you have so much knowledge out there from guys like Louis Simmons and the people that were influences to him and, and, and all that. That's, yeah. that's somebody, you know, again, he was in there for 70 years, you know, into his 70s doing way heavier weight lifting than I can do now. I mean, just an absolute monster into his seventies and so absolute savage so much knowledge so much experience and uh and it feels like today like you know mid-70s it almost is like too soon right yeah. you know he, it's like he feels you, early yeah it feels early and and like you said there could have been a lot of you know performance enhancing drug use and, and yeah, things like that I mean, over time that that may you know may play into that but man you just you just hate that because like how much more you know did he get did he reach the, the end game of, of everything that he was ready to learn and then pass on to other people or what are those things that he was still yet to learn that, that we're maybe never going to get. That, yeah. Uh, you and know, you know, hopefully know. this world continues to, to go and in a hundred years from now, there's going to be a second generation from the, the ones coming up that, that are just like, uh, probably pushing the envelope. I don't, but that's the interesting thing. It's like, how, how much further can we push the envelope? You know, and I guess that's only going to come with all these other crazy type of technology. So that's just going to get insane out there. Um, But no, back to the social media part of that stuff, like we were saying, is 
the authenticity behind things is I've I follow a, a kettlebell person on uh, Instagram and I've watched him go from like ten thousand to probably like seventy thousand, sixty thousand people now. And um, I really did I loved their content. I liked their message. I thought they I could tell them like this is a person who's gonna fucking blow up. Like this is got a great good looking, all this stuff. And then now, like, I'm so turned off by it because, like, this person has gotten popular that, like, every single day is now an ad, you know? And it's just, like, every day is a, I'm sponsored by Under Armour, so here's my, the clothing provided by this workout is, you know, it's just like, oh, my God, okay. All right, next. And that's, that's kind of when people need to look for that next. You need to find those, like, when it was first starting, dude, it was authentic, and it was like the real message. And now it's just like booty, 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 booty. <laughs> and I find it funny because somebody, I don't know if I didn't send it to you, but somebody, Cliff, this guy, Clifton Harsky, is a, is a fantastic trainer out in California and uh, educator himself. Um, but he made a post about, oh, just, uh, he, he made like a compilation. And it was, it was absolutely beautiful, dude. It was like all these girl trainers and their photos of back day like every day was back day and it's like back day so it's like ass to me like every photo just had this had a way to show the booty you know and it's just like (laughs) but then you start to so i'm laughing at this and then it's just fresh in my head and i start seeing it and i'm like oh my gosh and then i see it in her page and it's just like it is it is everywhere it's a drug that drug is just accepted. She just, I'll start showing my booty more. Okay. And the post, I mean, she literally edited this video. With the start of the video, she's walking up to the rack to then cut it to then start when she's doing the exercise in a second. But the walk up to the rack, the ass is just <laughs> out. And I'm like, oh my God, this is all part of it. But uh, I don't know. But there is, so part of this whole thing when I'm looking at this stuff is there is a hero out there. And I got to send you this guy's profile. So who's, the guy, who's the guy that his whole thing is like building butts for girls? Uh, the glute Brett lab. Contreras. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's so funny. Like, he's just, he's just real about it. He's authentic about it. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's amazing. And he uses science and he gets those girls to like actually eat calories and lift weights. He's like, you want a big ass? Here's how you do it. You know, big, strong ass. Yeah. And so, they do super heavy glute really. It's amazing. Like, those girls are strong. All right. I know I put this in a message. Let me find this real quick. Here it is. Okay. I got to send you this guy's profile. And pull out your phone real fast here. And I just want you to watch one of them real quick. It's going to be less than a minute. For everybody, this guy is... is uh, deal on there is goob underscore u2 and he is fighting the good fight for the people if you go to his page his pages since i've seen it gained three thousand followers and needs to gain way more if things like the liver king can get 1.3 million this dude who is exposing fitness fraud on a daily basis he shows you in these small little videos and reels all these little fitness people and how they just 
edit their little photos and he basically just blasts their editors and he shows you how shitty they are. And then you start realizing like how much these people really enhance themselves all the way to the one I think Jeff might be watching is Kim Kardashian. Cause now people- no, this, the, similar though, it's similar. It's a, well, I, I don't even know who this is, but yeah, he's showing like the pictures Dude. and like showing you the, 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 the artifacts from so um, first off, the video editing. And a lot of them, he, he makes a beautiful comedy out of this because he's like, he'll go find reference photos. He'll find photos that these people post and then he goes to like their profiles and he'll find like a reference photo in the same fucking area and he just shows you how they Photoshop and how they're stupid. And uh, so it started getting a little bit more traction. And I mean, I went through these and I was just like, this is, first I knew this existed, but then it's like, oh my God, I'm so stupid to not realize how much this exists now with social media as powerful it is as it is like there's, you know, and so dude, he just tears people apart on there and it's wonderful, man. It's wonderful. We need that because that's the problem is when it's, it's not real, but people are holding it out as real, man, that's so yeah, it's, I mean fraudulent. So he gains it's, he gains some popularity, and people are like, so I guess people send him, you know, hey, do one on this guy. Try to find if this person does it, and he'll go. And I guess somebody sent him one about Kim Kardashian, and so he kind of went out on a limb. It's like, oh, let me go look, see if I can find anything. Of course, he finds some stuff, and he just shows him like, hey, God, Kim Kardashian. Of course, making my waist smaller, making my ass bigger, and. It is an interesting thing when you kind of step back for one second and you really think about it. Even all my friends, guys, like guys and girls, we do this too, the same way with our, you know, heroes of men that we see on Instagram. But women, I, I, you see how those, like, you start to, like, if, if you notice it and start to actually look out there and just be observant. And you're going to find people talking about, oh, she looks so great in those pictures. And she, you know, her waist is so small. I want to look like her. And especially being in my position, I've had countless females tell me like, oh, is this achievable? And it's like, guys, we don't even know where she really is all the time. Like, you know, she's not that lean. She's not like, she has ups and downs too. Like, it's just, it's just false advertising and it sucks when it plays with people's emotions and it plays with, uh, you know, our psychology and even to the, the level of where we pass that down to our kids and stuff, you know, with our insecurities. But dude, you're going to have some fun looking at that. Goob yep. underscore you two. You guys need to go check him out. You need to share it because, uh, man, it, it like it educated me like that he's that's way more common than I thought it was. But it is crazy because these people will sell just thousands upon thousands of dollars of supplements and all that stuff. And, you know, we're still trying to fight the good fight to get people to just go out and, and walk Yeah, and eat some, eat some good food. That's, uh, last night, actually, um, I, I didn't come to the gym. I didn't feel like it. I was tired. I was worn out. I was like, I'm not going. Tara came up. She was going to come to the gym. She got done with work late. So she was like, I'm not going, you know, it was too late. She just came home and she was like, let's go for a walk. So we took the dogs for a little walk and then we walked to the grocery store to get dinner, food, and then came back and, and cooked it. And I was like, oh, man, that felt good. That was good. And then I felt refreshed and it's like, there's always, even when you don't feel like doing anything, 
working up to do something is, is good. Yeah. No, I, yeah, for sure. Made some good steaks, actually. I've cracked the code on making fantastic steaks, Luke. I feel like I'm becoming an expert steak cooker. Are you uh, following carnivore diet? And I definitely am not because we also ate uh, potatoes and Brussels sprouts. So those are, ex- those are acceptable in the animal diet besides the Brussels sprouts. Animal-based diet. Well, there was cheese in the potatoes. Does that make up for it? That's uh, animal-based. That based. is uh, animal-based, yes. <laughs> so we're good. But the potatoes are, are allowed oh. in an animal-based diet. Well, that makes sense. The potatoes are animals, too. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's, um, I was talking you know, with somebody about a lot of that, that food stuff, and uh, I, I still think the majority of us like I'm always wondering, like how many people before they go to an extreme or to like a big time diet idea or whatever, how many of them just get a well balanced approach? And I kind of think that that's that same philosophy of like we're talking about with everything, like with our mindset, with our with our training. You know, it's like man, okay, I could look at this all crazy, or I could just be an adult, step back for a second, and kind of like really fit this in and and the beautiful thing about the internet as much as i've bitched about it is you can find all these answers you can find what optimal sets and reps are for things what optimal recovery time are from between sets to between workouts to between months like it's all out there and it's so easy um the skill is for somebody like myself is is trying to teach you know trying to teach you what exercises and what ways to be doing all that stuff that's where you can definitely screw things up but the basis and the base of a simple balance of things is is out there and we're just in this time where it's instant gratification and we're looking for something a little bit shinier and i, I feel the desire to do that stuff because i feel like looking for that is just like playing an exercise like looking for the fancy dieting thing is just like I want to just do these workouts today because I feel like doing them and I'm going to play around. And I, I, I guess I, sometimes I, I go back and forth. I realize that that has to be needed because that's such a big part of like play and psychology and just being awarded the ability to just be free and do. But that freedom comes at a cost, whether it's nutrients in your, in your diet or whether it's, uh, the movement and the training you're doing, you have to build that well-balanced approach first. And, you know, we lost it from when we're kids. We kind of get a little bit of adulthood in us and we start to have a little bit of knowledge and it's up to us to, to really Louis Simmons mindset, like fucking get that shit back, attack it. So that then we, we have are, you know, afforded the right to really be able to, to do that stuff. And that's just something I've kind of thought about because I've kind of had to think about like, why do these things like make me mad? Where do they make me mad? Well, they don't, I love them all. Like I like, I love all these diets. I love being able to find different things that work for people and, you know, and uh, not being like stuck to one thing and, and think one thing's the end all be all. And I, I think it's even more interesting that when, when people approach that the right way and they really build like a, a sound nutritional lifestyle uh, most of them don't even end up doing the crazy part but then when they do like so much more happens out of it you can actually have a conversation you understand things and so you know 
I don't know. I, I guess it's like with how we're, we're changing in time and how things are evolving so quickly and um, life has changed. You know, we're working more from home. We're valuing relationships more. We want to be a little bit more healthy. And, and I think a lot of the excitement to that can, uh, with things like Instagram and the Internet, you're excited about getting healthy. Man, it's fun. And you are one click away from looking at a million motivating, uplifting things, but you can't do all those tomorrow. You got to start with where you're at. And um, I don't know, I've, I've never been so powerfully driven by like this thought process of like, we all just have to like build the most incredible base and then do what we want. But none of us are really wanting to build that base. And that's kind of the part that's like, all right, how are we going to change this? How am I going to change this? with at least my people, my tribe. Like, I don't want my message to be like, all just, well, he's just basic exercise only. No, it's basic exercise affords you the right to be able to get more extreme, and basic nutrition affords you the right to be able to get more extreme. And uh, I don't know, I think that's the, the biggest lesson for us all to do is just keep thinking and step back, like we always talk about, but it's, it's very important to build that base. and. Uh, in the, in the passing of Louis Simmons, nobody talks about building general work capacity more than that guy. And that's somebody who's produced some of the world's best powerlifters mm -hmm. and put a huge focus on general physical preparedness. Yeah. So fundamental exercises, building a base, being able to just be athletic at a base level. Yeah. You, you, a powerlifter could call him up, ask for advice. He'd say, well, you know, tell me about your training. Well, hey, I'm training four days a week. How many workouts do you get? Oh, we get the big four, and then I, maybe I've got two recovery sessions. So there's six. You know, a guy like Louie's going to turn around and say, you know, we do 12, 16 workouts every week. You know, and you're kind of like, what the fuck? And it's like you just don't understand. It's like... <laughs> Now you get your four big bangers. He's coming in there, but they're they're getting in there, getting dense, coming back in the afternoons, dragging sleds, you know, tossing med balls around, pushing wheelbarrows with weights in them. I mean, they pioneered all those equipment things before we started manufacturing and doing all the cool stuff with it. But uh, you know, and that's that's what you hear me preach all the time. Is I I'm seeing a lot of people are are concerned and they're worried about the workout the word about missing the workout or or not doing it as well and stuff and i'm like man this workout is a viable like these two or three or four days in the gym are are super super important they really are like i'm not trying to say that but it, what's more important is outside of here and if you just start getting active like everything you do in here is gonna improve and yeah like let's be it like i say be adults like Active comes at a cost. You can't just go like active isn't go run a marathon and expect to be stronger. But, you know, you need to just get off your ass and, and be an active human being. Yeah. Makes you think a little bit. Uh, we, we talked about him about a year ago. Our uh, good friend Mason, who mm -hmm. we trained jujitsu with, who's just is an inspiration to everybody. Right. Like this is a he's a he's a dad. He's a business owner and is just an absolute monster on the mats and it does the hard work. And we talked about him last year because he had been doing the 75 hard and we, we talked about him on that. And this year he did it again, but he like completed everything exactly as you're supposed to do it. And 
you know, part of that was two 45 minute workouts every day, you know, mm-hmm. so you're getting those, those doubles in one of them's got to be outside. So it sort of forces you into that. Just be more active, you know, yeah. and, and if that's a go for a walk for 45 minutes outside, great. That's part of it. You know, and so I think of those kinds of things that like there's there's tools out there, there's inspiration out Dude, there for all that kind of stuff. The seventy five hard or the thirty day challenges, whether they're you know sitting a a a squat for one minute every day for thirty days, you know the yoga challenges. When you see people adhere to that, you see drastic change. You know, and so you have to have just like a you have to understand like that's just building a lifestyle it's building routine of just being active and like doing things and that that is where that is where we fall short today that is where our children are falling short that is where us as parents even being examples to our kids that is where anybody training with us that is doing all the work and they're wondering what else they can do and it's really not in the gym it's all outside and it's all also you're going to have to, you're going to have to grow to love this stuff. Like, you know, if, if becoming healthier and increasing the longevity and durability of your body and having a, hopefully a healthier mind and, and relationships with others, like that, that's a lot of work. And that's going to come at a cost of you where fitness and this fitness we're talking about this, like it's, you gotta, you gotta be selfish with it. Like you have to be selfish with it and, and create time every day and all you find in, in those like ourselves, what do, you, what do you start to, when you find those people that you inspire to be like, you just realize that there's, it's non-negotiable. You know, I think I saw a clip of Rogan saying it best, like the other day, he was just like, you know, like I need confrontation. Like I need discomfort. I need that session because he's like, then I can go do things because now like I, I need a place where I go get my demons out. I battle my shit. I go through the hard shit and now I can be a presentable person and people might laugh at that, but we know how it feels by day three or four. If like we weren't allowed to do that, we'd start to go insane, man. Yeah. We want to like, I'm not going to be enjoyable to be around and I'm all, you know, so there's, everybody has that feeling. Um, we just got to, to really become inspired to, to not just try to live a healthier life, but go get it, man. Like get out there, take advantage of the summer, take advantage of your friends and walking. We've talked about the importance of walking and how it is the number one human exercise. Like it's, it is it. We need it and we, we need to use it and uh, it, it enhances everything. So we got to get that stuff. There you go. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to say my favorite thing you mentioned that uh, a Louis Simmons uh, inspiration. I love that idea of find your weakness and just attack, attack it, relentlessly attack it. I just think that's a beautiful piece of advice for life. Uh, give us something else. What's uh, maybe something that either he inspired you, that, that something specific he inspired you, or one more lesson for the people that, that they can put to work from, from Louis aside from attack your weaknesses man louis taught me literally so much um i've probably studied more of that stuff in some of the darkest times of of my life too and so guys like that didn't just bring you knowledge and like uh strength conditioning they brought you like true knowledge of like 
get the fuck up, man. Like, get, shut your ass up. Get up. Stop being a bitch. Stop making excuses. Stop saying I can't. And you look, you know, that, that's just how those guys rolled. And that's how Louis was. And there was just no bullshit, man. And, and to have an influential educator, but also kind of like, he's an educator, but he's, he's, he's what I, he's what I love to do too. It's like, man, I'm going to be doing it with you. Like, I want to be doing this shit next to these guys, you know, these young athletes, when I'm 40, 50, 60, I want to still push it. And I want to try to push them and compete with them. Like, and man, that it's this mindset. It's mindset to get what you want and never settle for less. And I don't. I can't think of anybody who's, who's portrayed that more than somebody like that. So, man, uh, that's he's definitely taught us a lot. But that's one big thing for me. That's a beautiful thing. I do recommend go watch that Netflix uh, show, uh, West Side versus the World. Yeah, you just get he's such a character, right? Like that's the thing about him too. Is man, it's such an interesting character that uh, was just really interesting. Characters out of that gym, out of that gym too, man. It's wild. It's, a, it's wild. Yeah, and if you're into strength conditioning and stuff, like, go back and really find a lot, of, like, of his early stuff. Um, a lot of the stuff he wrote back in the 90s uh, was, really, was really cool, early 2000s. It's just there's a different level of passion then. Um, I think things, people started writing articles for him. People started editing things as, it, as the years went on. And some of those early years, you just really see the, the raw, like, you know, he, I guess, you know, two things he taught me. This is another big one is he taught you that, like, the, the baddest gyms weren't those little equinox with every bell and whistle. It was the dirtiest shitholes and shit was everywhere and you utilize everything and you know you got to get 225 pound dumbbells and one's over there and one's over there you pick them motherfuckers up and get them over there you know what i mean it's just like then you realize like okay work ethic and like smarts is what matters like being driven and being smart and realizing that we could take this little room that we're in right now and get us a couple barbells and become some of the strongest lifters on planet earth that's all we were limited with it's, it's badass man yeah i love it so take that to heart get inspired by louis simmons uh you know such an inspiration to to the fitness world and his his legacy will absolutely live on for sure oh, for sure so there's, there's not a single person who's exercising doing something in a gym that hasn't come around through that guy's teaching in some yeah. way whether they know it or not yeah Sure. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Green Strength Podcast. We're going to keep bringing these to you. And don't forget, send Coach Luke some of your questions. You can hit him up on Instagram at Green Strength IV. And we'll talk about them, answer your questions and all that kind of stuff right here on the Green Strength Podcast. And check it out online at GreenStrengthHQ.com. And come join us to, as Luke was talking about in the 90s, to drag some sleds and chains and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see you next time right here on the Green Stick Podcast.